the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. What is going on, good people? You are joined by the man Bear Down Cuz himself tonight. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. I'm your man, Smitty. We're doing QB movement. If you don't know Bear Down Cuz, he is on Instagram and he is a, a big bear page. So we're going to get into a quarterback movement. Then we're going to get into potentially wide receiver movement if we have time. But we're going to start off with Aaron Rodgers. Um, we're going to start off with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, this is, uh, this is the most talked about quarterback in an offseason that I can remember for quite some time. A lot of people coin this man as a selfish man. A lot of people say that this man is just a drama queen. I myself don't feel that way about this man. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love his arrogance. I love the way he carries himself. This is the quarterback I want commanding the Arizona Cardinal offense. I would do I would do anything to get this guy onto onto the the Arizona roster. If we could send Kyler Murray in a first round pick, which isn't going to happen, we know that now, but there are potentially four teams involved. In the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, one of them is Green Bay. Obviously, he could stay in Green Bay. Obviously, that's a, probably the the most. I don't know if it's the most likely at this point, but at least holds like a fifty percent share of the of the probability. I would say, and maybe Denver and and Pittsburgh hold the majority of the other side of that. Tennessee might have a little bit, but the report right here says. From Pro Football Talks, Mike Florio last night, late last night, bear down. I went and did a live stream at like 2 a.m. my time. When, oh, I saw it when I woke up. I saw it. Yeah, uh, and when I broke this, I said, uh, I said, uh, I got to do a live stream right now. So I went live, talked about it. Mike Florio reported that uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is now deciding between the Packers, staying with the Packers, the Broncos, the Steelers, and the Titans. And there's been all kinds of chatter all day today about whether. That you know that's true. Um, the Green Bay Packers. A report came out saying they haven't even entertained offers. They won't until they hear Aaron Rodgers does not want to return. Um, it, it's tough to make any sense of it. There's a lot of smoke during smoke season, but I believe there is some negotiation going on. I believe that there there's at least been some conversations. But I believe these are the teams that he might be looking at. Uh, what's what's your take on this? And and do you think that that a lot of these reports are are false and that he's like just going back to Green Bay. I I think he's going to end up back in Green Bay. I do. Um, I think that, again, I, I understand people label him as, as a drama queen and, and all that. And I, I'm one of those people. I, I And this is nothing to do with his quarterback play. I think he is one of the greatest quarterbacks I've ever witnessed play the position. I would love if he was a Chicago Bear. I would love it. But the bottom line is I just feel as though he's one of these guys who, if the spotlight is not on him all the time in the offseason, uh, if the spotlight is not on him during the season, offseason, surrounding him, the storylines, it's just it's always something comes back to Aaron Rodgers, whether it was the COVID vaccine whether it's the drama with his family, whether it was this, whether it was that, there is always something other than football being talked about with Aaron Rodgers, always. And I think he lives for that. I really do. I think, I think like he, he, there's a part of him that loves the fact it gets so much attention and play in the media. 
and maybe that's not even to his fault. And he just plays it up, and, and you know, he enjoys it, and it's, it's like a bit of like a game to him, which I really honestly think it is. I think it's kind of like a funny little game to him. Um, but in terms of where he's going to end up this year, I do think that he's had more progressive talk with, uh, with the GM in Green Bay than he's ever had before. Uh, because he's never really come out publicly and lauded the GM in the front office there before. So for him to come out publicly and do that this season, I think there's got to be something there. There's got to be something to that. And I think ultimately they're clearing the space. I mean, they've made a couple moves already to clear some money up. I think they're going to throw the bag at him. I think he knows he's going to get paid big money no matter where he ends up. So I think he's just in the catbird seat sitting back laid back, whatever you want to call it. And he is just, he's just waiting. He's just biding his time. But ultimately I think he does come back to green Bay. I think it's the cleanest move, the easiest move. And again, I think they're going to pay him handsomely. And I think they're on their way to clearing the money that they need to in order to pay him. So that's where I think he ends up. I don't think, uh, could he get traded to an AFC team? I, I guess he could. I guess he could, and I thought the possibility of that was a little bit bigger once the 49er game ended and they got knocked out of the playoffs uh, in the first round to uh, to San Francisco at home and that whole debacle and the way the offense looked. I thought the chances of him being back in Green Bay, like I know you did also, were very, very slim. But as the story develops, as he, he keeps talking, I, I and, and that to me makes it more of him being – a drama queen. I think this accentuates the fact that he is a drama queen because so I know your stance, Smitty, is that everyone else you 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 are a believer that, that the media has created this whole narrative about his unhappiness there. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I, I think he's totally unhappy. If he's totally unhappy there, then, then, then why hasn't he left? Why is he not left? And why is he not forcing his way on now? Why won't he just come out and say that if he's truly unhappy that he doesn't want to be there anymore and that's the end of it and just move on, you know? I know they still have his rights. He's got to get traded. I get it. But um, but, but but here let me let me but let me ask you this. Like right now, everybody's saying he's a drama queen. Like when somebody says he's torn on which place to go or whatever. Like do you really believe he actually came out and said, "Hey, I'm torn. Report on this." I don't think he talked to anybody. Maybe somebody leaked something somewhere that might have had a conversation with the player that talked about this or that, but he did nothing of the sort. He's been sitting quietly, mulling over his decision, and literally other people are saying they've heard this and, and they run with it. And and then once once that news breaks that he's torn, what does every news outlet do? Aaron Rodgers is a drama queen. Aaron Rodgers can't decide. Aaron Rodgers, we don't even know what he's really thinking. Like every single report, I would say 90% of everything I see is complete speculation, including me, but I'm doing it in a positive way. I'm not tearing him down. My speculations on where he's going to land, but every single negative report on this man's attitude or the drama he's bringing to the table is all somebody's hearsay. It's not him. He goes on the Pat McAfee show and he does yes. get probed. And when he last year, this time last year, when he didn't know if he was going to return, he got probed constantly and constantly and and he would always say something you know very vague and and people would try and pry it out of him and even then people are like oh my god look at him he goes on and just teases us he he's on a show 
He's he's com- commenting about football. He's not trying to talk about the situation, and everybody's probing him. And because he's not ready to answer, people attack him. I just don't see the same. Seems like he could care less what the fans think. It seems like um, he really is like a guy who just kind of knows how good he is, knows full well how good he is. You know, you got to right, Smitty. I mean, he knows how great he is and don't tell me he doesn't think he is the cat's pajamas. but that's what you want that's what you want and for people that don't know the other night i got you a little rattled because i said that fields was a little bit arrogant a little bit arrogant and it reminded me of aaron Rodgers. and you took great offense to that it even it even interrupted me in the middle uh, of my of, that, of my praise i'm gonna interrupt you again i think it's a preposterous <laughs> comparison uh, how is he how is he arrogant I but just would like to know. you don't even let me finish my sentence he's he's arrogant in a very positive way the same positive fashion that I find very endearing about the the great Aaron Rodgers this arrogant field commander okay this guy that goes out there and absolutely has a a, a chip on his shoulder every time he touches the football something to prove because people are constantly trying to tear him down. Um, people saying he's a choke artist. He doesn't finish games. Like this guy has to go out there with a, a little bit of edge. I think Fields, in a similar fashion, is doubted constantly. Can he do it? And he's got this chip on his shoulder that makes him a little bit arrogant. You know, like I, I can do it. I'm going to show you. I'm going to do it. I'm the best quarterback in the world. And I think you either want that in your quarterback, or there's the personality type of a Patrick Mahomes. I think Trey Lance fits more into that bucket, but it's like one or the other. And I think, you know, sometimes that that calm, cool, collected kid like Trey Lance or Pat Mahomes, that works. But I, I love when my quarterback is arrogant, thinks he's the best player on the field at any given time. I want my quarterback, and Aaron, and Aaron Rodgers is so arrogant in a good way, in my opinion, that this guy doesn't care about what division he goes into. This crap people shovel out all the time where they say, hey, Smitty, why would he leave Green Bay? It's such an easy path to the to back to the playoffs. Why would he want to go play with all the young quarterbacks in the AFC, especially play with Patrick Mahomes? Or He doesn't care about that. If I'm in the NFL or if I'm playing sports in general, if I'm playing intramural sports, bear down, cuz... Wherever I'm playing, I want to play the best. I don't want a team that's injured. I don't want to play some bad quarterback. I want to play the best quarterback opposing me that I possibly can find. And I think Aaron Rodgers is such a competitor. The last thing in the world this guy is doing is saying, what's the easiest path to the... Uh, people should be ashamed of themselves that, that talk like that. Bear down. <laughs> is, is how I feel. To, to, to suggest that a, a, a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers wants to find the easiest path to get to a Super Bowl. I never said that. I know you didn't. I never said that. However, I think our fundamental difference lies in the word itself, arrogant. Um, I think that cockiness is perhaps the word that better describes some of these quarterbacks. Arrogance to me is a different... Arrogance and cockiness are two different things to me. Cockiness, and again, Jimmy Johnson always used to say it, the old Cowboys head coach, Cockiness, slight cockiness and confidence is the mark of a champion. And I agree with that because cockiness, I kind of equate more to swagger. And I equate more to that, like, you know, that Joe Cool type of mentality. Arrogance is when it's like, 
God be damned to everyone else other than me. I need it my way. I want it my way. I want it done this way. This is the way it has to happen. And I think now you're pulling up the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. Read, read it. Go ahead. Read, read it for me. Cocky. Definition of cocky. Self-assertive. Read the... Arrogant. I, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't equate the two. I guess... Uh, okay. All right. All right. Okay. A little bit. Okay, you went to the thesaurus.com. Okay. Part, part of, of Fields and what he brings to the table is a positive cockiness. We'll, we'll use cockiness. And, and I love that about A-Rod. So I was trying, the whole point was we're on Instagram. I was trying to compliment Fields and it didn't get taken that way. And that, that's all arrogant I'm saying. Arrogant is not really a, a complimentary term. It, it is when arrogant, you're, I'd be like, that's a compliment. It I is when you, I think it is when you're a quarterback and you, and you do the things that Aaron Rodgers has done. I'm fine with him being arrogant. I'm fine with him feeling like he's the best on the, in, in the business. I want him confident. Uh, overly confident. Confident, confident, yes. Overconfident, okay. But arrogant, it's kind of like if you're arrogant, again, I feel like arrogant kind of tiptoes the line of like when you're arrogant, you kind of snub your nose at other people. And I feel like Aaron's comments on who the team drafted and who they should have got. And then when he comes back, they got to bring back Randall Cobb and they got to bring back wait, this wait, one. Wait, 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 You're trying to tell me that. Aaron Rodgers' complaint about never being involved in personnel. This team literally never drafting a wide They didn't draft a wide receiver. And it, all he wants is Randall Cobb. And you think that was the part that's like, this guy's asking for the world. He wanted Randall Cobb. Know, but, that's all he could get. But they, he, hated, he hated the Jordan Love pick. He He's criticizing other people doing their job. Okay, fine, fine. But I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't recall a starting quarterback of his caliber in this day and age that's been as vocal um, speaking to the actions of the front office as much as he has been in the past couple of years. I don't know of any. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Speaking of the critical publicly as he has been. Do you think, okay, bear down. I'm sorry, but I feel, I feel like you will like him. I, I feel I like you woke up from a coma. And you, you haven't heard what's been going on the past few years. This man was sitting there watching television, okay? Watching the yeah. NFL draft, and they draft his replacement, who obviously didn't work out. It wasn't a replacement yes, after uh, all. Right. They didn't, they didn't give pick. him a... F- I'll tell you it's horrible pick. No, no, I'm talking about the pick. I'm talking about the process. You don't even call your quarterback. You don't send him a text. You don't even send him an email. You don't let him know that you're drafting a quarterback when they drafted no. Jordan Love? So no. you don't think that that was no. disrespectful to the no. nth degree? How? No, I don't. I, I really don't. How? Smitty, they owe, they owe Aaron Rodgers? Yes. All the money, all the... Really? Well, we're never going to fundamentally agree on that, Smitty. He, they owe Aaron Rodgers. This team that he's won a Super Bowl with, okay? He's won a Super Bowl there. This team that has paid him... Millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. The guy is an extremely wealthy man. He would not have nearly, well, he would have got drafted by somebody else, but let's say he wasn't employed in football. They made this man generationally wealthy, and they have to run every decision through. They got to send him a text message. If That's you're going to do work, the it, CEOs, the CEOs got to got to text the, uh, the frontline supervisor and let him know, hey, listen. I'm going to uh, hire this guy over here, just so you know, because 
I, I, I guarantee, I guarantee you, almost every other organization, every other thirty-one other teams would have said, "Hey, I think we owe Aaron Rodgers a text. I think we owe Aaron Rodgers a conversation. I think we should talk." It feel a if they were going to conversation, a conversation, maybe, maybe a conversation. Well, what's that? What's a text? Okay, but what's a text that much? Like, I think we're getting we're, because you're making it seem like they have to run things through this guy. No, no, no. Make no. the decision, then have the conversation. No, but they should. They should have warned him so he's not sitting on the couch and you and I learning about at the same exact time that Aaron Rodgers learns about that they drafted somebody they believe will replace him, and that puts a, a, like a timer on things. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he laughed. He's like, "You're not going to replace me with this kid." And and, he, and and he and he's 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 you could say he's taken some big steps forward to like have a great relationship with Jordan Love, wish him well. I mean, he does. He he. I feel like Aaron Rodgers gets a lot of flack for being this like callous person when he always is throwing gratefulness out, and and people then attack him because he's grateful. Like he's what's this post? He's teasing everybody. Like this man can't go on his own social media account. And just start thanking people. And and out of all people, Bear Down, I should feel the most tricked because I went live for ten straight hours before he announced that what he announced in the Pat McAfee show that there was no announcement after using after going off that grateful I, post. But I could have I could have told you that I could have told you don't do it. Smitty. I would I would have said Smitty, don't do it, don't do it because this is what, it's not what he wants. It's not what he wants. Everybody says it's what he no. wants. He does. Yeah, he it's not it. what he. He loves every second of it. I don't. I. I think he's literally going. You guys are hyper focused on me, and 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 everybody says he needs to decide soon. He needs to decide before March 16, and he and he's making a very big decision, a very big decision, and so I I don't blame him at all. There's nothing that's that's like impeding anything right now. Like it, it, he needs to be worried about when the draft happens, when free agency opens up, the guys being more than willing to work with the Packers by saying, I'll let you know before the season actually starts on March 16, I will let you know so that you can make the moves you want to make. I feel like he, I can't think of a single thing he's done wrong during this off season and everybody's saying he's doing everything wrong. That's the part I don't understand. The, the dude's literally, the only reason people like to rip on him is because they have these these uh, uh, loyalties to these other teams. Like I, I think in fantasy where people aren't as attached to a single team, there's less animosity and less hatred toward Aaron Rodgers, or, or less, less, less uh, a desire to rip him apart and tear him down. But it's like, and no offense, but you are, a, you are a bears fan. You are a bears fan. You have probably a little bit of something, something against Aaron Rodgers more than the average fan. See that's and I don't though I I don't do I do I get do I hate the Packers? Uh, yeah, they're they're the Bears and the Packers are the oldest rivalry in the NFL. You're laughing, but I mean I'm just telling you how it is. So so the Bears and the Packers are the oldest rivalry in the NFL. So obviously there's no love lost between the Bears and the Packers. There never will be. I first of all I'm an old school type of football fan. I don't like how friendly the guys are at the end of the game. I don't like how it's all hugging and kissing and and all this. I liked it a lot better back in the day when I really thought, and I love players that hold the rivalries to the standard because I think that's that's what makes sports great is a part of sports, uh, r- great rivalries, Red Sox, Yankees, uh, Lakers, Celtics, Ohio State, Michigan, Bears, Packers, uh, UNC, Duke. 
th- those kind of rivalry games, like, yes, obviously I have a great distaste for the Packers. However, however, you will you will be hard-pressed to find somebody who will speak as highly of Aaron Rodgers, the football <laughs> player. Okay. 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 Hard-pressed. Okay. I, I think he is one of the greatest of all time. Now, do I think that there has been some very odd to doings in the postseason? Do I think that kind of has a little bit of a, I'm not going to say a stain on his career, but certainly something that I'm sure he would, he would say that he would trade a lot of his regular season success and the MVPs and the numbers and all of that. I'm sure he would trade some of that away for another Lombardi or two. I'm sure he would in a heartbeat. Cause I, I, assuming the type of competitor he is, I think he would, but for me, for, I do not automatically just dismiss Rodgers as a drama queen solely because, uh, or as a, as a, as a, as an ass solely because he's a Green Bay Packer. That's not. I know not you wouldn't you see it coming though. You're going to have a built-in bias because you were a diehard Bears fan. I give you that. You're diehard. You're true and true. Um, you know, you're you get depressed over it. You can see it all over your face. You know, year after year. No. And, no, 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 and, no, 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 no. and 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 no 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 you're you, you're you're, <laughs> you're twisting it out. no 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 you come into the live streams on Instagram literally in, yes. in a, a upset and like th- we're not going anywhere until we get rid of this naggy like you come in and you're upset and it's it's understand I'm, I understand it I understand why I'm just saying you've got a little bit extra incentive in my opinion whether you want to admit it or not to be against Aaron Rodgers a little bit in this in this in this news cycle here like I, I, let, let's get back on point though let's get back on point this all came from me okay. trying to give fields a com, uh, underhanded compliment <laughs> yeah, yeah it was a weird compliment like i love chose any other word but arrogant and i would have said okay let's roll let's roll with that but comparing his like his dramas to aaron Rodgers is just Okay. Apples and oranges okay. at this point. So. He, he's he's a sprout. He's still he's still he's still growing. He is. He's absolutely a sprout. He just turned twenty three today, Smitty. He's yeah. A baby. He's, he's ba- just he's baby. Today. And, and he's, he's a baby. He's got a lot of time to get to Aaron Rodgers' uh, confidence level. So we'll we'll give him we'll give him some time. Um, let's just get him an offensive line. Um, let, let, let's. Here's my prediction. I th- again, I think we're fifty percent. He returns to Green Bay mainly because not because he's got I think loyalties to the organization or things have gotten that much better. I think it's about Devonte Adams. I think it's about Lafleur. I think it's about some relationships that he has there. And I think that you know at his age, maybe it's it's not that he doesn't want to go face a tough quarterback. He's probably thinking it's a lot of work. The off seasons get get harder and longer when you're older. It, it's like there's a lot of change going on. I don't. It's not about competitive on the field. It's about there's a lot entailed in trying to rebuild and, and start somewhere. But but I think that this man wants to do what Brady did. I think he is very very. Oh. I think he's very very aware of the image people have about him. Even though he seems calm, cool, and collective, this is a man that was irate when they drafted Jordan Love. He admitted he was irate. Irate. So he he does have these emotions, and I think that he wants to build a legacy before he steps away. That 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 kind of puts to bed that you know he only won one championship. And I think while some people say if he won another one homegrown in Green Bay, it'd be more impressive. I think 
in the end, it's more impressive that he goes to another organization, has two different championships from two different teams. And I feel like, I know you say he got Randall Cobb. What a big gift they gave him there. He wants to go to a team like Pittsburgh where he can literally probably have whatever he wants if he says, hey, like Brady, give me Gronk. They go and get Gronk. Brady gets whatever he wants. I think Aaron Rodgers wants just a little piece of that. He wants to be able to say, can we draft a wide receiver? Yeah, we'll draft a wide receiver. Hey, do you want to be in on the personnel calls? We'd love to know what you think. And bear down, if I was in charge of things, if I was a decision maker of an NFL team, I would be sitting down with Aaron Rodgers every Friday. Every every day, if I could, every morning, I'd buy this guy a cup of coffee and just sit with him and say, what do you think we should do here? What do you, this guy's one of the great minds at the quarterback position. You just said, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Why would you not want to tap into what he feels the team should acquire and do and gr- how they can grow and build? And Why would you not want that? And if, if your organization doesn't want to do that with you, why would you want to be there? You know, you've got so much experience you've given everything you've given to the game and to your team, and they literally are barely coming around. That's what I think is going to get him in the end. He's sitting there going, I want to stay, I want to stay. But in the end, it's going to sting so bad. What they did, it's all it's all paper tiger stuff. It's all, it's all just duct tape. They're duct taping everything together, acting like things are changing. They're just trying to keep them. They're just saying whatever they need to say. This man's going to, I think he's going to sit at the end and go, you know what? Screw that. I'm going to Denver. I'm going. I'm going to Pittsburgh. I don't know about Tennessee, but I think he's heading somewhere else. I think he's he's ready for adventure, um, and I think he he wants a change. Go ahead. Last last comment. Ready for adventure. Yeah. Ready for adventure. What is this? what is ready for? A couple things. First thing, when you said in the beginning, um, how you said, uh, you know, going to a new team. It, when I said before that, when I said. I think it's cleaner to stay in Green yeah. Bay. That's what I meant yeah. in, a, in a, the microcosm of everything I hear you. there. Uh, you know, not having to learn a new playbook, which won't take them long, but the off-season crap, the new relationship. So that's kind of what I meant being clean. Second thing, uh, Brady, I don't think Brady got everything he wanted when he was in New England. When he went to Tampa, different story, but when he was in New England, I mean, this guy didn't, this guy, yes, the one year, the the Randy Moss little spurt there, obviously, they gave him a lot. But other than that, this guy won Super Bowls without major, major uh, iconic names at wide receiver form for a long time. I mean, he made guys look a lot better than I thought they were. Um, And then, you know, Aaron going to a Pittsburgh or Aaron going to a Denver, I mean, obviously he's stepping into a situation where an offense is locked and ready to roll. I mean, if he goes to Pittsburgh, he'll have Deontay, he'll have Claypool, he'll have Najee. He goes to Denver, he'll have Judy, he'll have uh, Javante, he'll have he'll have uh, Cortland Sutton. I mean, he's going to have a lot of weapons in either of those situations. And Tennessee too. Uh, Tennessee, Tennessee too. even too. Yeah, I mean, if he goes to Tennessee, he's got, you know, Henry and Julio and, and A.J. Brown and there's no again. You said he's going to sit back. There's no rush. I agree with that completely. There's no why. There's no rush for him. He knows two things are going to happen. One, he'll stay in Green Bay, and they'll probably win the NFC North again if he stays in Green Bay, make the playoffs again, and he'll get another shot at it. If he leaves, he's going to go one of those other teams, and he's going to be perfectly fine one of those other teams. But the most important thing of all is that he knows no matter where he goes. This man is going to get paid uber bucks in 2022. Yeah. Uber dollars. And another thing, too, I know the salary cap is kind of 
not a real thing. We all know that to some degree, but there are some limitations. You, you, you do run out of that wiggle room that is extremely big. Like you're out of salary cap. Well, we can actually sign four more. Like they could figure it out, but they're like 30 something million still over bear down. They've got a franchise tag Adam. Cause if they don't franchise tag Adams, no way Aaron Rodgers would return. But if they franchise tag Adams and then try and pay Aaron Rodgers, a lot of the money they're freeing up right now, everybody says is to sign Aaron Rodgers. And people don't look at the numbers. And you see a lot of Packer pages out there that are delusional about this right now. They're like, hey, he's coming back. They they, re- they restructured Aaron Jones. It's happening. It's happening. When it's That's a minute amount of money. There's still... 30 something million. I don't know if it's 39 or if it's 30. They restructured uh, Bakhtiari too, didn't they? Uh, I believe they restructured a, a lot of people getting it down to 30 million they're over. Clear, I mean, they're trying. Yeah, they're, they're trying, trying to clear up the money. It's obvious. I mean, but listen, Ryan Pace did it with the Bears. He restructured Mac. He restructured uh, White Harry, restructured Eddie Jackson. All you're doing when you restructure, allow me to tell you from a guy who lived through the king of restructuring contracts, Ryan Pace. All Ryan Pace did was kick the can down the road and make it more and more difficult on himself year after year after year. That catches up to you. It caught up, and now he's out of town, and now it's up to a new GM to clear, clean up his mess. And that's why the Bears are in the pickle that they're in with not a lot of money either because you can restructure all you want, and yeah, it looks well and good on paper, but all you're doing is kicking the can down. Sounds like our inflation problem that we're, we're creating for ourselves here. Um yeah, uh, Th- yeah. This comment right here by James is pretty on point. It says Aaron A Rod knows exactly what he wants to do. You don't go through a twelve day cleanse and not have clarity. <laughs> James is right. He you, knows exactly what he wants. You don't to do. go He's through it. A- He's bringing everyone along for the ride. And Smitty is the number one passenger right now. He is bought. I, the look, as much as I love James, I I do disagree with with James's comment. I I do think uh, I I do think ultimately this man is still deciding. I think maybe he's come, maybe he's come to like a 99% conclusion, but he's like, I don't, I don't want to press the button yet. Like, you know, I don't want to, you know, like any of us would be like, this is a big deal. And we don't know to the extent that the money he's going to get, if he goes elsewhere, he might not even, you know what I mean? So there's a lot of moving parts. He may know the numbers. That's Green Bay's advantage. Here are the numbers. You don't really know if you're going to get those numbers over here. If we say, okay, we'll, we'll start moving you. But I have to think that the Mike Florio report, this couldn't stem from nothing. This is kind of like, there's a lot of like, t- you know, tangible things here. It's not like just a, a feeling. It's like they're Packers, Broncos, Steelers, Titans, that their deals already potentially laid out for Aaron Rodgers if he doesn't end up returning. Then you got the other report today that came out even after this that said that they haven't entertained trade offers. They won't until Aaron Rodgers lets them know officially who knows what's going on? I, I don't. I don't know which one to believe. It, it has to ha- hold some type of water because these are the same teams that have been coming up over and over and over. Denver, Pittsburgh, Denver, Pittsburgh, Denver, yeah. Pittsburgh, Denver. That's all you've heard for the last two months, Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, it's kind of easy in one way. You could look at it. It's kind of easy to float those two team names out there because those are the two team names that have been popping up all the time when it comes to Rodgers. If and if he decides to leave. And on the other hand, you could say, well, it holds water because those are the teams that he's been tied to. So nobody knows except one man, and that man is the man who wore the corduroy suit. And that man is James Jones. Okay, so A-Rod, uh, p- final prediction. He's in Green Bay, I'm assuming, is what you're saying. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. My final uh, prediction is that he is in. I mean, you said Denver, no, Smitty? I, I mean, I'm, I'm torn on Denver and Pittsburgh. I'm going to say one of the two, though. Uh, I mean, Hackett's there, Nathaniel Hackett's there. He's now the head coach there. That's a good move. But I think ultimately. Oh, boy. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Wow. I'm going to say Pittsburgh. Would make my friend, uh, would make my friend Jersey Jerry very, very happy. Yeah, I'm going to say Pitt- P- Pittsburgh Steelers fans ecstatic. Yeah, I'm gonna say Pittsburgh, and I'm gonna say, you know, I mean, when you when you when you take a look at it, especially if if you are gonna consider, um, you know how how well like they have an offensive line that they need to fix, right? Everyone, most everybody's comment is he wouldn't go there because their offensive line is garbage. Let me let me tell you something. Let me tell you one thing, everybody that that has that 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 line of thinking. You put Aaron Rodgers under center. Without even touching the offensive line, you've immediately improved it by an astronomical amount because you are spreading defenses out immediately. And this isn't this isn't Big Ben with a noodle arm. This is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And, and and with a quick that, release, yeah, quick release. I mean, look, look, we the Cardinals had one of the worst offensive lines when Kurt Warner came over. Instantly, you never you never even heard about the offensive line problems. I mean, he did have the concussions that we had to worry about when he did get hit. So it was it was kind of a concern that, that we didn't ever want this man to get hit because then he you potentially could retire. Um, but but like our offensive line production wise, no problem anymore because Kurt Warner's quick release spread. They, you could no longer rush as many players. You couldn't put as many people in the box. Everybody spread out just a little bit. Everyone was wide open all the time. Um, and I think that Aaron Rodgers coming in, even if you didn't improve the offensive line, which you will, it would instantly be better. Number two, they have an entire offseason in NFL draft to work on the offensive line. They don't need to do anything else. I mean, there's a position or here too you want to address, get depth, whatever. But literally, you could focus your entire time. Look what the KC Chiefs did in one offseason. You know, you can yeah. you can rebuild a line. Uh, I, I don't think that I think it's the most well put together team. I think Tennessee, you could you could probably say it's not as like crafty or, or sexy of a pick. Like I think, but they are pretty well put together. Like if you walked in there, that would be it. Wouldn't be as exciting, but it would be. I think it would be. It would be pretty would darn be impressive. I do. I yeah, think it would be very. I think it would be very exciting if you walked into Tennessee because I think you take one of the best run games in football. You take one of the best young wide receivers in football. Yeah. You take a, a, a defense to me that looked very much improved. And you take to me, who uh, he's not under the radar anymore. He won NFL head coach of the year, which I predicted uh, at the beginning of the season. Mike Vrabel is a hell of a football coach. I think the Tennessee Titans would be extremely entertaining. Yeah, not, 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 be something to see. Yeah, not that they wouldn't be entertaining on the field. I just mean, like, as far as the pick, for some reason, they don't. It, it's, it's, Pittsburgh. Everybody wants to be Pittsburgh or well, Denver. Pittsburgh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh I, I meant more franchise. more exciting I mean, of a of tantalizing, a tantalizing. Yeah, as far as on the field, they would be. They it would be it, maybe they're the most maybe they're the most quietly most well put together situation. I, I suppose. Um, I think Pittsburgh has the most ability to. Eat. Maybe it has a little bit more risk, but I think it has potentially more upside. Um, but anyway. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Pittsburgh, and we'll put we'll put Aaron Rodgers' conversation to bed. Thirty nine minutes into the show, okay. 
Yeah, yeah, that was a long one. Uh, that happens here. Okay, so Kirk uh, Cousins. That type of attention. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured, I figured we give it to him. Um, Kirk Cousins <laughs> guaranteed. I, I believe it's thirty-five million guaranteed, but he's getting paid forty-five. I believe are the numbers. I'm not positive. There's huh. no way this man's getting. No way this man's getting cut or traded. People talk about Watson to Minnesota. Not happening. Not happening. This got this contract only only Kyle Shanahan would take it on because he loves Kirk Cousins. That's it. You know, and I don't think that's happening. That better not happen or I'll lose my mind. But th- this right here is this is a non-conversation in my opinion. There's nothing going on with Kirk Cousins. Do you agree with that or do you do you think something could happen? Nothing going on with Kirk Cousins. Minnesota's stuck with Kirk Cousins uh, yeah. for better or for worse. I think it'll always be for worse. Kirk Cousins to me is a uh, is a guy that yes, he has a couple games where it's like, wow, but you know what? When you have Cook and Thielen and now one of the best young wide receivers in the NFL, one of the most prolific rookie and sophomore years in the history of the NFL and Justin Jefferson, you know what? He should be, they, the Vikings should be better than they are. Uh, I understand they had their struggles defensively. I understand the coach wasn't good. Now they got a new coaching staff, but to me, Kirk Cousins, it all comes back to him and he's just never a guy I'm ever going to worry about. I'm never going to worry about Kirk Cousins. I never am like, Oh no, they're playing the Vikings. Kirk Cousins to me is not, a guy who ever would strike fear into me as an opposing defense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, some of the skill guys, yes. But Kirk Cousins, you get pressure on Kirk Cousins, you force him. He's just, he makes knucklehead decisions. And I'm just never a guy I'm ever like, oh, man. Like, every time you play the Packers, you're like, shit, we got to play Aaron. Every time you play KC, if you got to play KC, you got to go against Mahomes. If you got to go against... You know, any of these top tier quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins is nowhere near the tier of those guys intimidation wise. I yeah. just they're stuck with him though. He's not going anywhere. Uh, I got I got a I got an anonymous dial in from, from a guest and it says uh, uh Smitty's dad. Smitty's pops. So we're gonna see we're gonna see we're gonna see what's up here. There he is, Mr. Ryan Hollins. <laughs> I knew it was you. <laughs> what's up, Ryan? Uh, Smitty, for, that was, you know, from the, did I give you a beat down in our fantasy league? That's where the name came from. Um, I, are you talking about the other league that I, I, I now annihilated you in one and you may have beat me in the other. Yes. I had Chris McCaffrey. So, so I, I got beat pretty uh, bad. You should have known he's injury prone, bro. Come I, on, I know. Smitty. I know. I know. Hey, we're, we just got through talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, for those that don't know, this is Ryan Hollins, former NBA center, and uh, you're currently the uh, the one of the main announcers or the 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 main announcer for the Houston Rockets, right? And, yes, and Smitty. yeah, thanks and, for and, keeping bro. You what? Thanks for keeping up, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can you tell a little little bit uh, about that so everybody knows where to find you, Ryan? Uh, check me out at uh, Ryan Hollins on Instagram, the Ryan Hollins on Twitter, official Ryan Hollins, which is new for me uh, on, on TikTok. And, you know, Smitty, we had quite the summer, bro. I, I feel like we, we got each other through COVID, man. I feel like like we, we, we talked five days a week, dude. So that, that, that was cool stuff. I'm kind of missing the Smitster, man. You've been you've been doing a great job, though, during the season and, uh, you know, covering football, man. So I appreciate you, man. But uh Good stuff here, brother. I appreciate you, man. And and uh, so we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We just put a 39-minute conversation to bed. So at the risk of opening up another 30 minutes, tell us what you're thinking about A-Rod. The report broke by uh, Pro Football Talk, NBC Sports, Mike Florio, late last night. 
and I went live at 2 a.m. as soon as it, uh, I saw it. And it said that that Aaron Rodgers is deciding between the Packers, the Broncos, the Steelers, and the Titans. Um, and then another report broke today that said that the Packers aren't uh, contemplating any trades until they find out from Aaron Rodgers. What's your take? What's your prediction in about two minutes or less? It, it, it's like a it's like a divorce. It's always going to get nasty. There's there's a lot of love there that can't be replaced between Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. But Smitty, we knew this as soon as they went and drafted Jordan Love. And, you know, from a, 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 you know, Green Bay standpoint, it was probably the right move to do. But ultimately, at the end of the day, it rubbed Aaron Rodgers the wrong way and very likely propelled him to have the success that he's had the last two seasons, which I, I don't I don't know if anyone had seen coming. And the reality is Aaron Rodgers is looking over at Tom Brady and he's saying, Tom Brady, you got out of New England. You went to the city in which you want to play with young talent and 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 draft picks and everything, and you won a Super Bowl ring, and you showed your value. And the Green Bay Packers had not always gone out and built around Aaron Rodgers. We can go down the list down the line with that, but Aaron Rodgers wants to be happy. Aaron Rodgers felt undervalued, and you challenged a competitor. And I think with a, a guy in the likes of Aaron Rodgers with the talent that he has in his career, you want to see another Super Bowl ring to solidify his legacy. And there's no way that you, like I said, you don't think he's looking over at Tom Brady and he's saying, Tom, I know I can't one-up you, but I'm in the ballpark and I don't want to be forgotten. And he knows that he may not be the same Aaron Rodgers that has the legs that can get outside the pocket and create and throw guys open and do all that. But with the right tools around him, he's got a whole lot more gas in the tank left than Tom Brady has. And if you have the right pieces around him, and you've seen the success that Green Bay has had with some tweaks to their offense, I think with the right pieces, he can definitely bring home a Super Bowl trophy. Where is he playing in 2022? Where are you, are you predicting Broncos, Packers, Titans, or some other uh, team that, that isn't being mentioned right now? I'm up in the air, man. I'm, I'm up in the air because here it is. Many, I, I'd like to look at the big stars and you gave me a lot of grief because you called that Julio Jones would be an absolute dud this year. And he was, but you don't credit that Derrick Henry got injured, but it's all in the draft picks. It's all, it's all in the young talent. It's all in those, in those gyms. You know, I, I don't think the average NFL fan, you know, saw the talent in the defense there, you know, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I think that's the, the, the deep dive that you'd have to do. I don't know enough right now to look, but I think Aaron Rodgers, much like a guy like LeBron James, when LeBron looked at Cleveland and Tristan Thompson and Kyrie Irving and those guys and said, I can go win a championship with the Cavaliers. And then Tom Brady goes and looks at the Bucks. I think it's the young talent that Aaron Rodgers is, is going to be looking at, or he may take the Giannis onto the Kupo type of road and say, if I'm going to stay, you guys are going to commit to going out and getting players so that we can win. You guys are going to commit and you're not going to be cheap about the way you're going to handle yourselves and we're going to win. And if I stay, that's the terms that it's going to be under, much like Giannis Antetokounmpo did with the Milwaukee Bucks. So I think that's the real push 
that you're going to see from Aaron Rodgers is going to be one of two ways, put up or shut up for Green Bay. I think the ball is in Green Bay's court, which it has been for a very long time, or in their field, Smitty, whatever term you want to use, brother. But I think that's where it stands. And I know Aaron Rodgers, knowing the celebrity that he has, he's looking at LeBron, he's looking at Tom Brady, he's looking at these guys, and he shoot, heck, you know, we, we, we forget, uh, you know, Peyton. You know, Peyton, you know, his back was falling off. But at the end of the day, he went to a stacked team that where he only had to do it just enough. And he won a championship with the Broncos. So that's really, really what it comes down to for Aaron Rodgers. And the bottom line is between uh, the loyalty and the and the commitment to winning of Green Bay or the youth and something that he can build in another organization, much like Tom Brady has done. Uh, and, and I don't know if you, I, I didn't introduce you. I'm sorry. Bear down cuz this is Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins, this is Bear down cuz if you guys have, haven't met yet. Uh, Bear down's a, a, a big Bears page on Instagram. He does a lot of Bears content. He's a good dude. Mikey, um, this is Ryan. Um, Ryan, how you doing? Doing good, brother. Keep up the good work, bro. Keep up the good work, man. Appreciate it. Uh, can you speak to this comment, Bear down? Titans seem right. Didn't he just buy a house there? Didn't he buy land? I don't think it was a house. But how much do you think that infl- is 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 really like at play here? Do you think that that's a sign, or is that just a random? Uh, I don't know. Devontae just bought a fourteen million dollar house in Las Vegas, uh, in like a private neighborhood in Las Vegas. Does that mean Devontae's going to the Raiders? Uh, l- I think we've seen. I, I think we've seen before where where players have bought properties in, in other cities i i don't think it's an indicator necessarily that well we got professional athlete right here ryan how how much does that matter uh, for from a pro athlete's perspective like do you just buy a home where you do you live where your your team is do you like is that listen bro that's a big move before lebron james came to la before he signed with the lakers he was looking for homes and that's where he ended up when you get later in the years, you're that Aaron Rodgers age, that LeBron's age, your family comes first. So very likely if he's buying land, if he's going to build a home, that's a huge sign. That's a really, really big sign. And I don't think that you can undervalue that now when you got that type of money. You know, obviously you can build anywhere. You can build in any city that you want to. But buying a place... But buying land, that says a lot. And especially when you're putting your family first because you don't want to be playing in a city away from your family, not when you have that type of control. Bear down, have you heard this and do you know if this is true that that uh his um uh girlfriend or fiance, uh what's her name? The divergent uh, actress, what's her name? I'm blanking out her name. Uh she she may or may not live in Denver. Or in Colorado. Have you heard that? So, like, there, there's so many things. It's like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know which one, which one's indicating what. And then watch, they go to Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know. Okay, so let's move on from the Aaron Rodgers topic. We've, we've hit that for a while. Uh, bear down, I'm going to let you kick off the Russell Wilson um, situation. What do, you, what do you think here? No, nothing to make of this. They, they can't get rid of this guy. There's no, there's no way they're getting rid of Russell Wilson. They're getting rid of Pete Carroll before they get rid of Russell Wilson. But, like... Talk, talk, talk about the strong offer from the commanders. They shot it down. What's going on with, with Wilson, in your opinion? 
if what Washington offered is, is accurate and they offered multiple, not, not a singular, multiple to me means at least two, maybe three first-round picks for Russell Wilson, especially after the kind of year Russ had where he kind of struggled a little bit for whatever reason, offensive line, play calling, uh, Pete Carroll still stuck in that, uh, you know, run first offense, even though the running back room was banged up all year. For them, to, for the commanders to still offer Thanks, a Terry. package like that and for Seattle to say no tells you all you need to know, in my opinion, that, that Russ is going to remain where he is. I think he's a staple of that team. He's a staple of that franchise, that community. Um, I think Russ likes – I think he genuinely really likes Seattle. I think he likes the franchise, the organization. I don't see him going anywhere. Uh, I agree with you. I don't think that – I think it would behoove them, if they were going to do anything, to move on from others before they decide to move on from Russ. I think Russ still has a lot to offer. The problem is is that it's been the problem there you know, for the last however many years. The offensive line has still been very lackluster, and the play calling is just – I don't think its it's been conducive to give Russ the type of success uh, necessary to, to, to play up to his best strengths. But I think it, it begins and ends at that offensive line. I think they really need to focus on that more than focusing on anything else, and maybe that's what they do. Maybe they shouldn't have traded first-round picks for a safety. You know, and a limited safety at that. I mean, they should have invested that into bringing in big time offensive linemen at tackle, like at center. I don't know. That's that's my opinion. But I think Russ ends up in Seattle, stays in Seattle. Yeah, uh, Ryan, you disagree? Agree? I think that's a huge move, and I think Washington is making the right play here. You know that there's problems in Seattle with them committing to Russell Wilson. You know, Russell was injured. Maybe the organization is down on him. You know, there's some, some frustrations there that we know are built up. I think it's an excellent play as, I, 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 like everything in me wants me to call them the Redskins. I kind of like Washington football team. I got to get used to the commanders guys, but I think it's an excellent play as they rebrand their organization to get a talent like Russell Wilson. So it got shot down. It got shot down. So who they who they go after now? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a, a hot name. Even though he may have not been valued in, in San Francisco, you know, he's going to be a hot name. Just the way that, you know, Matthew Stafford wasn't valued uh, in, in, in Detroit. And now Los Angeles is like, oh, we can win with that guy. We can build around him. So... I think a couple of these diamonds in the rough, some of these quarterbacks that don't have a great, as Bear Down said, offensive line, you know, fit around them or doesn't have, don't have the right weapons. If you're really going to commit to your organization, there are a couple names. And I think Russell Wilson, obviously, you know, it, it would be your number one target. But I think it just shows that, you know, you, you got to shoot your shot and, and it looked like the correct moment to go after Russell Wilson. But there's a number of other, you know, quarterbacks that are, you know, unavailably available <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah um th this name right here uh I i've done a lot of breakdowns and, and and had attorneys on to talk about this situation and and so i i do know quite a bit about it um deshaun watson has over 20 pending cases they're all civil at this point but there are four no there were 10 10, 10 of them 10 of the 20 that are being potentially probed or looked at as 
as criminal cases, like they're trying to see if they can discover enough evidence to make, turn them into criminal. The moment they go criminal, or I don't even know what the line is, like if it's being investigated or if an open case, like I don't know what the, the, the letter of the law is in the NFL um, uh, rules and, and policies and regulations, like to, to be able to have Roger Goodell grab him and put him on the commissioner exemplist. Currently, as the exemplist is u- used, and this was arbitrated, um, by the Players Association to make it to where you couldn't put a player on the commissioner exemplist for a civil matter. So it doesn't matter if there's 20, 150, whatever. He can't be put on the exemplist, but the Texans sat him anyway because they, they want to, like, destroy the man. <laughs> and and they sat him for $10 million. This year, if he, sat, if he sits the bench, they pay him $35 million. They can't sit him on the bench this year. They it was it was crazy to think that they would do it last year for ten million. This year they pay him thirty five million to sit the bench, and they cannot put him on the exempt list unless these ten cases end up moving toward the criminal side. Um, where is he playing? Because you got Mills, the up and coming youngster in in Houston that looked pretty good last year. Is a team going to offer the Texans enough, or are they going to end up playing him? Bear down. I'll start with you, and I think you, your your last answer was to the to the uh, somewhere along the lines of you think that he actually may never may never play again, which isn't crazy to think about if the case escalates, but it does have to get to that point. And there's some deposition stuff I think breaking later this this month. Um, why don't you attack that, and then I'll let Ryan respond. I think there's too many variables going on with Deshaun right now, and. Um it's an absolute shame that it's come to this point with him. Um, I'd like to give, I'd like to give everybody, not just Deshaun Watson. I like to give every athlete the benefit of the doubt to begin with in the beginning, because I do feel like a lot of these high profile, especially as high a profile as of an athlete as Deshaun was and is, if there's one allegation, two allegations, I like to give them the benefit of the doubt because I do feel that they, they are a target. They, they inherently are a target for people to try and money grab. However, the fact that it's, it's so astronomically overwhelming, the amount of accusers at this point, I just feel as though I don't know what type of GM is going to roll the dice because this is a career, a potential career ending move. If you roll the dice and and sink your entire ship into Deshaun Watson, and then a month from now, in a situation that you know is being kept as tight lip as possible because now it's involved with the justice system potentially. So you're going to potentially risk a guy that may not be there for you a month from now. And to do that is committing career suicide if you're a GM. Now, maybe maybe a GM that's desperate enough that maybe feel like they're on the hot seat already, maybe prone to make that move because they feel as though they have nothing to lose, really. And they can make that move and they think, listen, this might be my last shot anyway, so why not go out with a bang, more or less? But I just find it difficult to believe that an established, entrenched GM would do something as risky as this is going to be in order to get Deshaun on their team. Because like I said, there's too many variables. There's too many unknowns. So that's why I take the stance of, I don't know where he's going to play in 2022. And I will stick with the, with, I will stick with me saying that I don't believe he'll play because I think something is going to pop up from all the litany of all these allegations 
that is going to derail his season this year somehow. It may not be a guilty verdict. It may not be uh, something astronomical, but it may just be enough where it has to be an active investigation. Like you said, it goes criminal. And then there's a drawn out uh, trial, perhaps. And, the, you know, the individual doesn't want to settle outside of court and they want to go to trial. And all these different things could happen. And we're not just talking about one person, two people, three people. H- how many accusers are there now? 16 or 17? There's, tw- the there's 20. Is. There's over 20. I think one or two dropped out, but uh, it's right around 22. But here's the crazy part. And I had an attorney come on. We talked about it in extensive detail in the offseason. There, this isn't a class action. It's a consolidated case. When when you consolidate it, it's more to, for speed. Like when you have con- a consolidated action, especially when you have like this uh, this one attorney kind of handling all of them. It's you roll yeah. through all this at once. Like here, are all the affidavit. Like you can go through it w- with much more speed. But it's not a class action, meaning that they couldn't. Cor- you can only create a class a class action if you can corral everybody potentially that might have been affected into it give them an opportunity to be a party to it right. and if they don't they're out of luck even if uh 10 years down the road somebody says hey this happened to me too they would be unable to go after deshaun watson right. because right. it was a class action this is a consolidation yep. so bear down there's still risk that after this is all resolved one person That's- says by the way, this happened to me too, and then we're back to square one. Uh, Ryan, that's my point. Bear Down's uh, comment was 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 good. A team, a, a seasoned GM or a GM that had their crap together, wouldn't be probably mortgaging two or three first rounders, which is easily what it's going to take to get Sean Watson. Unless there's a man on screen right here, right below your 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 noggin. There, his name is Kyler Murray. I mean Kyler Murray, Juice Box <laughs> Kyler. What if we sent Kyler Murray, this is what Arizona Cardinal fans have been begging for for over a year, this time last year, rumors rampant. The the, the Cardinal fan base wanted it. We give up a first rounder and Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson, and the, the Cardinals shot it down. Said that's a rumor by the fan base. We, we haven't been looking into that. That could be something to where you're risking either way you look at it. Kyler may not work out. Kyler's got a threat of potentially going to play baseball. And this kid is creating uh, a very toxic environment for himself, self-made. Is is that a possibility? What, what do you see happen with Deshaun Watson? Well, for one, I don't see Kyler Murray going anywhere. You know, unfortunately, this is the, the frustrating part with the NFL is that when it comes to negotiation time, it gets extremely ugly. And obviously, the, the, our whole summer and offseason was spent talking about Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers end up being just fine there. Um, I, I completely agree, Bear Down. Uh, th- there's two big factors there when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Th- the first factor is you're going to have to see a desperate team that needs to win and is willing to take, you know, the gamble, not just from the public backlash, uh, but but from a guy who may never step foot on the field. And these are variables in which you can't step into, and you're going to have to pay a lot of money to go forth and, and, and do your research. Uh, second, I think we all have to look at, and Smitty, I've heard you talk about this, the immense value, okay, of Deshaun Watson. The, you, you got arguably a, a, a top five talent in the NFL at the quarterback position that could absolutely change your organization. And you know when we talk about a boomer bust type of potential, Deshaun Watson gets to your organization, they have a functional offensive line, and, and, and you're going big. And I think every team's hope and the Texans are understanding this. Hey, you wave them, you walk away from the money, and then we get Deshaun Watson for cheap. 
and we have a team that can go out and, and compete for a Super Bowl. So I think there's a lot of things looming around Deshaun Watson. I don't know enough to speak about the situation. I, I wasn't in the room. I don't know. So I'm not going to speak about the allegations or, or what it is. And, and, and it's really just unfortunate because Deshaun is one of the rising stars. So, you know, it, it's very intriguing to see. But like I said, you're going to have to see a very, very desperate situation uh, in front office that's going to go after him. And obviously, ideally, you'd like to do it for cheap. And bear down, you know it. If you end up giving up a few first-round picks and making a big commitment to it, you know, and then the guy doesn't play, that's going to be your job. You know, that's something that you're going to be, you, you know, you're going to be hearing out about for a very, very long time. Uh, what team? What team smells desperate enough to maybe do it if if it was going to happen? You, you mentioned it. Washington, you know, could be one of those teams. I don't could believe. Be. I don't believe in Arizona. I think they're going to end up with Kyler. That's just the dance that we see, unfortunately, around around star players. I don't think it gets uh, any better there. Uh, I think, you know, you, you got to look at a, a desperate team. You know, Bengals may have been on that short list a while ago, but they hit it home with Joe Burrow. Uh, Smitty, I'm not sure what the draft is looking like, so we're going to have to say, assume, you know, a team that's out of those top picks, you know, quietly in the in, in the middle round, to where they don't feel like they can get a game changer or potential at that position or a team that has to step up and win now. You know, you mentioned the Chicago Bears. So, you know, there's a teams teams that are frustrated. Hey, who, who knows? Maybe the Steelers may be in a mix. And Mike Tomlin, obviously, I don't think there would be a question with Deshaun watching the football player. It's just, you know, off the field, what, what's, what's going on there. Or, hey, you know, a, a, a team that, We'll, we'll take guys that are, you know, I don't want to say rough around the edges, but may have some baggage and, and be willing to take a chance. But the problem is with Deshaun, you're, you're, this is a big type of investment, you know, because the Texans haven't, you know, moved forward for him and they know the talent he is. And they know that as soon as things got ugly, you know, probably every single team in the league was calling and ringing their phones or going, hold on, you, you know, we got something here with Deshaun. We cannot just, you know, t- break ties. And, you know, Smitty, it wouldn't be ironic if Deshaun goes and, and he joins up with with uh with uh his boy Hopkins over there <laughs> that would be kind of crazy That'd to be see amazing. you know there's there's a bit of a swap I mean do you think the Texans would accept Kyler Murray on a first rounder do you think they would accept yeah yes yeah I, because Kyler is you know he fits that same bill so let me ask you this yeah. question do you think the Cardinals are a top six team in the NFL with with Watson Losing only Kyler and a first rounder like the twenty third overall pick this year, you think we're a top six team? Bear down, you know this. It's such a crapshoot. A guy sits out a whole year from football. You know, you're going to have to watch him work out. You're going to see his work ethic. You're going to, you know, hey, mentally where he is. Does he still have a chip on his shoulder? You know, what what is he feeling? You know, we've done this dance with a couple of athletes, and sometimes the NFL they come out on top and. Sometimes they're never, you know, quite the yeah. same. So it, it is so hard to pr- project, you know, what's going on. And I'll, you know, I'll speak to some of my NFL sources behind the scenes that are close to Deshaun and kind of see how they're feeling with him and what his personality is like and his morale. Man, there's a cloud that walks over this guy um, that I, I, I you know, I, I, I feel sorry for it. Like I said, I don't know the situation at all, but that that is just tough to have that over your head. I guess the reason I ask and bear down what's your, I guess what would be your answer is that it's so weird how 
trades are so like not very common, especially quarterback trades in the NFL. They're more common because of the Tom Brady movement. Like that, that created something you've never seen before. Now quarterback Stafford leaves, wins a championship. Brady left, won a championship. So it's probably pretty intriguing for, for coaches more than it used to be. But it's like, you could, you could ask those questions. If would, would the Texans accept it? And you just said, yeah. And I agree a first rounder and Kyler, you get, you get a useful young kid that you can try and fix. And, and you're losing to Sean, but you got Kyler and you got the first rounder. And then if you're Kingsbury, you have a team that I think most anybody would say you you are going to have a top, let's say top six, seven, eight team in the NFL. And why would you not do it then? Why do these coaches not make moves like that? Like, why not make a splash like that when, when you're clearly, this is not going to work. I'm telling you right now, I'm in Arizona. I'm telling you right now, this is not going to work out well for the Cardinals. The, the Kyler Murray situation. He's going to be playing with such a cloud over his head and it's going to be negativity, toxic, booing. Uh, it's He's not going to play well. He's not in a good place mentally to get through a season successfully. We, we're literally going to waste an opportunity that's right in front of us where we could offer a first rounder and Kyler get to Sean Watson and win. The, the Cardinals scenario is a little different than other team scenarios. Kyler in a first rounder is more appealing than just saying, I'm going to give you three first round picks because three first round picks. And I talked about this preseason last year when we didn't know about the Deshaun situation yet. And, and people were talking Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson were the two guys that were like the hot item. Can they get traded before the draft last year? I was talking about it. And I said, both of them are going to remain exactly where they are. They're not going to get traded. And the reason I feel that way is because just because you're trading me three first-round picks does not mean that any of those picks are going to hit as well as a quarterback such as a Russell Wilson or a Deshaun Watson. Those picks are lottery picks. That's exactly what they are. Yes, there have been slam-dunk prospects in the history of the NFL draft. We know that. Guys that are surefire, almost surefire, Hall of Fame-type guys they don't come around every single draft class. Like this draft class that you're about to watch, this quarterback class in particular is a weak quarterback class, so to speak. Now somebody could change that and rewrite that whole narrative in history. That's fine. But if you're just offering me three first-round picks, you're trying to sell me uncertainty, and in return you want certainty back because I know I have a certain commodity already. I know I have it. I have a guy. I have a franchise-level quarterback, and you're trying to sell me on uncertainty. And I just don't think that a seasoned GM should buy that. Now, that being said, the Cardinals situation is different because you've seen what Kyler can do, and the Texans are in a position now, why wouldn't they make that deal? But I don't think it's been offered, obviously. Mm. If I'm the Texans, why wouldn't you make that deal? Because the card they already showed they're willing to sit Deshaun. So you're going to get a quarterback in exchange that maybe you think if he's if he's a fair swap, then it makes sense because you get him plus the bonus of the first round pick. That makes more sense. But to just trade Deshaun Watson for first round picks, so, it's got to be an overwhelming offer because none of those first rounders are certain. So answer answer the question though. Do you think the card? Let's just answer it this way: the car are the Cardinals a lot better off with Watson versus the pick twenty three this year and Kyler Murray with the situation. 
I think it's impossible to say because you don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. If Deshaun Watson yeah. plays, yeah. yes. Okay. Yes. I, I, no question asked. Right. No R- question. Right. I just don't know. I, I get the uncertainty about his legal situation, but I think with Kyler's situation, we are the one, like 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 Ryan said, you, you're going to have to have, it's going to be hard for a team to, to want to get in, into that mess. But when the Cardinals are already in a mess, neck deep, and it's getting worse and worse. Maybe we are the team that should take that gamble, um, but I don't know. Uh, let's. I guess let's move on to the next uh, quarterback, um, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, we'll go. We'll go. We'll go real quickly through these quarterbacks because they're not as exciting. Well, Trey Lance is. We'll get to Trey Lance in a second. I know Ryan will have a lot of good things to say about that too. But Trubisky <laughs> is he playing for? He's going to be a starter, right? We're talking about really weak. Rookie quarterback class, like Beardown says, somebody could change that. Well, I like Willis a lot. Willis has got some upside, um, but Trubisky, I mean, he, he's 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 benefiting from a very weak draft class in, in terms of quarterback, and a lot of teams needing a quarterback. Does anybody buy into this giant situation? Dable was famous for retooling Josh Allen, very good uh, at, at I think getting the most out of, out of a quarterback. Does he not believe in Danny Dimes, and this is why he wants to get another quarterback like Trubisky under center? Or what are you guys thinking here? I don't think it's wrong to have a bit of a quarterback competition. And obviously, we, Danny Dimes likes to scramble, likes to get outside the pocket, hasn't quite proven himself. And, you know, it could either – he could sink or swim. And I think that's what the Giants are, you, you, you know, with Danny Dimes. And, and within their offense and what they're doing – you know, they don't want to just hand the ball off. They don't They don't have the luxury of handing the ball off to Saquon 20 times a game anymore. That's out the window because of the injuries that he's had to deal with. But Danny Dimes isn't in a position right now or hasn't stepped up to the plate where, you know, he, he's that top five, you know, top, top seven, top eight quarterback in the league that you put the ball in his hands and he brings a win home. You know, so I, I think Trubisky is a great move. I think you have a talent that if you develop him, he ends up giving you options where you can trade him, you can move forward with him. And, and, and he definitely is a guy, because you look at the weak draft class that you guys talk, speak about, that could give you options if he develops and you get a team that's desperate and then they have to make a move. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like Smitty in a fantasy football draft, you know, grabbing up all the quarterbacks, you know, so, so you got to come back and, and, and make a trade with them. And this is happening in, in real life because I don't think they need him. I think it's just something that creates a healthy uh, quarterback controversy there uh, with the Giants. I, I did that bear down. We're in a draft and, and this man literally left one quarterback on the board. I forget what quarterback it was. And and he, he just kept leaving him there and everybody else had their quarterback. And I'm like, Ryan, you know, I'm going to scoop him up eventually. And we got to like the 12th round or something, or what was the 11th or 12th round, something like that. And I'm dude, like, I'm, it was sixth round when this dude took a quarterback. No. I'm like, Smitty, that's what we're on, bro. It was like sixth round, bro. No, and I'm no, like, yo, no, really? no, no, no. And then it, he's bragging you know, in the chat Ryan, about, Ryan, guy has look at what I do, you know. You know, you and I cannot question this man when it comes to his fantasy <laughs> uh, prowess. You know, we cannot. You can't argue with the mad scientist. That is, uh, oh, he got hot. He got hot late. Smitty got hot. Like, he was trash. And then he just got hot out of nowhere. And we're like, dang, we can't even talk bad about Smitty anymore. It was the Kyle. I think it was the Christian McCaffrey. Look, Christian McCaffrey... Uh, He's so hard to trust. I don't know if I'd take him at 12, 13 turn this year. I don't even know if I'd draft him at all. Uh, de- definitely want to avoid him. Bear down real quickly, like 30 seconds on Trubisky. 
Mitch Trubisky, great person, great guy. <laughs> um, he's going to be able to create outside of the pocket. But again, I watched the man when he was forced to operate inside of the pocket for three years. 17, half of 17, full 18, full 19, and full 20, basically. I watched him operate in the pocket for three and a half years when defenses made it all condensed and wouldn't let him run around and RPO and stuff like that, and Nagy couldn't play call. That aside, Nagy's play calling aside, which was god-awful, awful. That aside, Trubisky, when he's forced to operate from inside the pocket, if it's not an underneath or intermediate route, he has a lot of trouble getting to the next level on his progressions and his accuracy on the deep ball is very, very questionable. So it would take a mind like a Brian Dayball to make it work, I think. And even still, if they're put in a position where you're down multiple scores, for him to have to sit in the pocket and defense is going to make him do that because they've had enough tape on him to know that's where he's been, that's where he struggled the most. I don't believe in him still there. I don't, and I like him. I think he's a great guy. I backed him for years. I tried to get behind him, but I saw him consistently struggle in that area. So that's the area that concerns me. But again, he never had a guy like Dayball before. He had the worst coaching staff in the NFL offensively uh, for three and a half years. And then he was a backup for a year to Josh Allen. So maybe he learned under the tutelage of Allen, the tutelage of Dayball, and now he comes to New York, and maybe he does a lot better. So, I mean, I, I'll root for him. That's for sure. We got a Kings fan in here asking if that's Hollins. Yes, it is. Ryan Hollins. Um, let's see here. So, Jimmy G, we've already touched on that. Washington seems like a good fit, probably uh, uh, somewhat likely. I think the, the only thing I'll say here, and then we'll move on to Trey, is that that uh, that this guy could get cut. And and I know that sounds crazy in a, in a crazy quarterback environment where – Teams need a quarterback, and the quarterback class is kind of thought of as weak. But Jimmy G commands $27 million. He's going through sh- uh, shoulder surgery, which was awful timing to wait this long. And the day the combine began, announced that he's having shoulder surgery. So his trade value took, it took a dive. Um, I think teams will be more willing to wait on the Niners to see if he gets cut and then bring him in cheaper. Uh, versus trading for him early and not having a, a chance to to get any of these other quarterbacks, so I think people will be more apt to to play the patient game. Given his twenty seven million, I know twenty seven million is not the craziest amount of money to pay a quarterback uh, like Jimmy G, but I think it's still a pretty penny. Um, I do think that Washington would be the most likely candidate as of right now. Um, so I do agree with you guys on that. Um, Trey Lance. Now I don't know, Hollins. You I don't know if you've been following. You've been real busy with the uh, the commentating. You may have not seen a lot of the content lately on on Trey Lance. How I've been saying this guy's gonna be king of the NFC, king of the NFC, walking into a sophomore season, which isn't that ridiculous when you consider Justin Herbert's sophomore year was this past year. Joe Burrow just played and finished his sophomore year. Those guys look phenomenal. I know Trey Lance is a little bit behind in terms of the amount of games he's played versus those guys, but you compensate that with the fact that he walks into the best offensive situation you could probably even imagine. For any any sophomore, any rookie, like he's got weapons beyond what like above weapons. Like he, this guy has the probably the best offense in the NFL or at least a top 3 offense. Um I think he's going to thrive. 
I think he's going to thrive from the jump. I think he's going to rush for 700-plus yards and 10 to 12 touchdowns on the ground. I think he could easily be over 4,000 yards because Jimmy G was uh, right around that 3,800-yard mark or whatever. Um, so give this guy about 32 to 35 total touchdowns when you incorporate the 10 on the ground. Um, I think he's going to be whispered. I'm not saying he's going to be in in the running at the end of it all, but whispered as an MVP candidate in his sophomore season, much like there was a little whisper about it for Herbert. Uh, what are your thoughts on Trey Lance and how excited are you about him? So many, I, I couldn't agree more because you're, you're, you're putting Trey Lance in a situation where, you, you know, you can feed him baby food in the playbook and, and you're not going to lose. The defense can go out and, and win for you. You know, it gets to a point where you may ask him to use his legs where, you know, at one point in the NFL that was frowned upon, you know, a guy that's going to go through one or two looks and then go ahead and use his legs. And I think that's a strong value in what the 49ers bring to the table. You know, this is a team that can go out and win it. And you guys understand it at a high level, you know, I'm a 49, 49er nation here. It, it is the ultimate reality, special teams. You can win it with defense. You can hustle. You can grind out games. And if you think about that final drive where, where, where the 49ers just were, were this close to getting back to the Super Bowl, you're going, man, the Rams just knew, send the house, make Jimmy have to use his legs. He's not as mobile as he once was. And, it, and it, it, if you had Trey Lance and some simple reads, the respect would have had to have been there in the, in the pocket. And you talk about the creativity offensively from Shanahan. So I couldn't agree more, Smitty. You know, this is a slam dunk. But, you know, you, you're going to look for a, a build where this is going to be a very simple playbook. You know, he's not going to be asked to do much. And in all reality, Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't asked to do much. And then he stepped up in some big moments and had big plays. But just, you know, his lack of mobility is the knock that pushed you all over the edge. And, you know, I, I don't think it's quite, you know, Alex Smith and Kaepernick. But I kind of get those vibes from what the San Francisco 49ers are doing here again. Yeah, bear down. Go ahead and drop a little uh, negativity negativity on my boy uh, Trey Lance. Just knock me down to size a little bit. I'm not gonna knock you down to size. I just won't anoint. I just it's, it's in my nature not to anoint anyone a king before they actually you know, take the throne. Play okay. play a couple games as the starter of the team. I want to you know I want to see that. I certainly will not argue that. Trey Lance is not stepping into the greatest situation possible for a sophomore quarterback, essentially playing, you know, a rookie season because he didn't get nearly enough playing time uh, his first year because of the success Garoppolo and the team had in general. Um, but Trey Lance is stepping into a situation where he's got Ayuk, he's got Kittle, he's got um, he's got Debo, he's got one of the best offensive lines in football. He has Elijah Mitchell, who I think is is to me looks like a special kind of running back. Now, maybe that's because of how good their offensive line is and how much respect the skill guys uh, demand. But I think Elijah Mitchell is going to be a major part of that offense moving forward. He is he is a baller. So, yes, Lance is stepping into a situation that, uh, you know, like Ryan said, he they could feed him baby food and they'll still get great results from it because of the surrounding and supporting cast that he has. And then you flip it to the defense and they're going to provide him with very good field position more often than not. So, again, a tough division still, I think. I still think the West is going to be tough next year. Um, but I expect Lance to have a good season. I think he will have a good season. I think he'll be successful. 
um, uh, Smitty, that's your guy, and you're gonna, you know, listen, you're you're selling Lance, and you're gonna continue to sell him as hard as you could possibly sell him. I respect that. And um, some Sam is agent. Fantasy, fantasy wise, fantasy wise, he could be, you know, lights out because if he starts running the ball a little bit too, I mean, that's gonna add a whole nother dimension of uh, of fantasy aspect to it. Um, but yeah, dual threat guy. Can make all the throws. Ceiling is extremely high. We knew that coming out of uh, North Dakota State. Um, so, yeah, I think Lance, listen, it's all there for him. It's all right in front of him. Uh, so it's all going to be on him. And if he's preparing the way he's supposed to be preparing, and if he can handle um, all the intricacies of the game and as uh, quickly pick them up, that's going to be the key for him. How quickly can he adjust and he's smooth? He's smooth and pick up all the nuances. Smooth he, is if the he can word. Do that and do it quickly. Huh? He looks like Watson. He's smooth. Um, Watson looked very yeah, smooth. Saying, it's yeah. Gonna, it's yeah. Gonna, how quick can he pick up the nuances? How quick yeah. can he pick up the reads and and the little and the little intricacies to the game? If he picks it up fast and he adjusts to everything, he'll have his bumps in the road. He's gonna have his he's gonna have his mistakes. He's gonna have his bumps in the road. He's a new quarterback in the NFL. The speed of the game, he's gonna make mistakes. But it's it's how quickly is he gonna forget about it and move on to the next play, adjust to it. If he does it quickly, the San Francisco 49ers will be right you back know, where they were this season, making a deep run again into the playoffs. You know what's funny, Ryan, Ryan one second, Ryan. I was gonna say what's funny is people in and I'm not necessarily ripping on your the way you set a bear down, but People do it to a bigger degree. They talk about as if this will be his first year that he didn't play. Yes, granted, he didn't play as much as we would have liked him to play, but he did play. And he looked he, he looked great at times. And mostly in the beginning of the game, he looked a little shaky. He rebounded. Yep. He learned. He learned mid-game. And he actually yep. was pretty darn impressive for a rookie. So I think I think when people say that, like he's gonna have bumps in the road, he's a new quarter. Like, I get he had less starts starts in Burrow and Herbert, but he still had some important play. He still was involved in a team that went deep into the playoffs, went to an NFC championship game. And I think this guy absorbed a lot more than people well, think. And I well, don't think he's going to have You know, like we spoke about the baby food, like right behind Cooper Cup, we have the best wide receiver in the league. You know, you have a guy in, in Debo that you're like, just get the football in his hands. And I think that's every quarterback's best friend. And he, he's, the, he's the top two talent right behind Cooper Cup. And I think you have to look at the, the 49ers, and that has to excite you. And obviously Kittle, you know, the, the, the pacifier, we talk about baby food, you know, the baby food's in the playbook, and, you know, Kittle's that pacifier. So, you know, you got to be excited for Trey and that he's not going to do something. And, Smitty, let me take your job here, man, because I don't know if I have an answer for this. What's next up for the Bucks, guys? Like, are they drafting quarterback? Like, what are they doing? They kind of went all in on Tom Brady, and he's retired, left the door open. Like, dude, what happens there? You know, I, I got to get out of here in a little bit, but I, I want to hear from you guys. Yeah, so Bear Down, I'll, I'll let you hit this one. I, I, I brought up Tom Brady because uh, this this question right here from Michael says, watch Smitty lose his mind when Tom Brady goes to the 49ers and Trey rides the pine. Um how much of a possibility is this bear down that Tom Brady comes back? Arians did say, and I don't know how much Arians will really have to say about it in the end, um, but Arians said if Tom Brady comes back, he's playing for us. He's not getting traded or whatever. Or whatever. Um, what are the odds that Tom Brady comes back in your mind, and is there a possibility he's playing in a Niner uniform? 
zero percent chance he plays in a Niner uniform, less than five percent chance he comes back. In my opinion, I, I just don't see, I don't see, I don't see it happening. I, I just don't. I, I don't see him coming back this year. Uh, maybe next year, maybe next season. But I think this year is going to be a year off for Tom. I really do. And maybe he then comes back after he takes. I think it's going to take a full season for him to be out of the mix to get his uh, his appetite, you know, wet again. I think he still is the ultimate competitor. He's the ultimate competitor. I think he wants to play still to some degree. Uh-huh. I think he'll sit it out, uh, see what happens, and I think maybe that'll be the precipitous of him really like foaming at the mouth, if you will, to come back next season. And then what are the Bucks going to do, Ryan? I don't know. I, I mean, Arian said that he'd be comfortable with uh, with uh, what's his name as the starting quarterback. I mean, what else could you say, really? You're going to say that the guys on your team. Uh, you want to try and build confidence right away because he's in a bad position. He's in a bad position to come in. The GOAT retires in front of you. Now everyone's going to be like, all the fan base is in a panic. Like, what are we going to – the coach has to back you up. So, I don't know. I don't know if they if they could – again, not a good quarterback uh, draft class. So, I don't know where they're going to go. But in terms of Brady coming back this year, I less than 5% chance. Less than 5%. Uh, here's the draft order. Ryan, they'd have to trade up from the 27 pick is where they're – at right now i mean a quarterback of the four or five could fall there but um you know i think they would have to trade up like uh, malik willis would be a, a fantastic move um if the pittsburgh steelers don't get aaron Rodgers, i would like to see him go to pittsburgh believe it or not i think he'd do well there as a rookie but what are you thinking yeah, ryan you, you said in what sense uh, what, what are you thinking? I said that I, I do believe that, that Malik Willis would be good in Pittsburgh if they don't end up landing Aaron Rodgers. But if Tampa were to trade up to try and get Willis, that could be a nice solution. But um, I don't know if they'll land anybody at 27. There there probably will be the fourth or fifth quarterback maybe available there. Uh, could they draft a rookie? Wentz will probably get cut at some point. Uh, Winston, Arians already said he didn't like the idea of Winston. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it's a good question. It's a good question. Well, here's the, the, the beauty of being Tampa Bay. Tom Brady didn't have to do much. Forgive us for, for, for slandering the GOAT in a, a regard right here. You know, Tom Brady was the coach on the field. He was player coach. He was Will Chamberlain out there. You know what I'm saying? So if you have a, a quarterback, you can go out and get a game manager. You don't need Aaron Rodgers. You don't need... Deshaun Watson, you don't need a huge name. You can make the playoffs with a solid with solid quarterback play, and that may be a move that you make in free agency or, or lower in the draft. You know, you can find possibly a Dak Prescott. You, you, you don't you don't need, you know, you need leadership qualities out of the draft. And that may be something you can get late because you got Godwin, you got Mike Evans, you have you know, you have a lot of talent. You have a team that can go out and get wins. You know, Tom left you, you know, a a, a really good football team. So Bruce doesn't have to break, break the bank in in that regard, going out and and getting a quarterback. one. you know, you you are set up there in Tampa. And I think that's kind of the cool thing for Tampa fans. And in some regards, Smitty, you know how it is, whoever this new quarterback is, whoever's starting week one for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, it's a straight, direct competition as it was in New England at, at, with Tom Brady. And they're going to say, man, we are better without – look how the ball is moving down the field and look at the athleticism and look at the speed. This is something we didn't have 
with Tom Brady. And that's something that's going to be said. You, you, you know, you, you could already, you know, see it being put out. And, and Tom's going to be burning somewhere uh, in his wheelchair, fired up here. We'll, we'll see, though. I mean, Ryan, I, I think we've been pretty much in agreement on a lot of what you said tonight. I'd say this one, I, I don't know that I fully agree. I think that you lose Godwin, Antonio Brown. This is kind of why I think Tom Brady did walk away. There's been some, some I think, the, uh, unraveling of this. Antonio, not, Antonio was one foot out as soon as he came in. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, but, he wasn't in it. But unless they bring in a Mike Williams or, uh, you know, an Amari Cooper or something like that, um, I don't know that they're going to have the firepower without the, the right quarterback. But you never know. They could bring in the right quarterback and it could work. But I think I think Tom Brady more likely will enjoy watching them struggle without him. But that's that's my take. I Again, that's pretty much the only thing we disagree with tonight so far. Um but uh, did you want? Did I, got, I got to get out of here, guys. But Smitty, thanks for having me, bro. Any anytime, you know, I'll I'll be in. Yeah, uh, bear down, night in you, brother. Great work, man. Big fan, man. Keep up the good work. Yeah, go follow Ryan. Ryan, nice. I just follow. I just followed him. So Ryan, nice, to, nice to meet you, bro. I just gave you a follow on IG. Very nice to meet you. Yeah, go follow uh, Ryan Hollins at uh, on IG at Ryan Hollins. So. Appreciate you being here. You got you got a super fan in here, um, Sacktown Izzy. He he definitely is appreciating you being here. He says shout out to Hollins, a real one, no Yo. doubt. So got the family in the building. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Uh, I'll catch you on a, a Rockets game. This guy's the 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 commentator of the Houston Rockets, and he does a great job. Uh, you're flawless, man. Fluid when when you're doing it. I love it. Appreciate it, guys. Smitty, you right. know I think I'm a football player. I love the football talk, man. I so, know. I'll we'll get you on here. Soon. We'll get you on here soon again. Later, Appreciate pal. Appreciate it, brother. Okay, so uh, let's get through wide receivers real quick, Beer Down, because it's, it's we're an hour 30 minutes in already. This happens on my shows quite often. Um, yeah, and I gotta, uh, I'm going to have to duck out soon. Okay, soon. yeah, let's do two minutes here. And uh, Devontae Adams tagged? Yeah. Uh, you think he might not Devontae get tagged? Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams tagged, tagged, or I put a, I really honestly think he's going to follow wherever Aaron goes, unless Green Bay doesn't allow him to do so. But I think that could get very ugly. We saw how that played out with a Rob this year with the bears. They tagged him and he was absolutely just non-existent. Now I'm not saying Devontae's going to do that. And Devontae is, is much better, much better of a wide receiver than Allen Robinson. But I think uh, Devontae will try and follow Aaron if that's plausible to where Aaron goes, if the team can afford to do so. I think that's the matchup. But since I believe that Aaron is coming back to Green Bay, yes, I'll say that Devontae more than likely gets the tag. I'm going to say he gets tagged. Uh, it may drive Aaron away because they, they did him dirty and Aaron wants him to have a contract. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'll say tagged. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, where could he end up landing? He's getting tagged. I think uh, they they came out today, and the Chargers said that they 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 will they are ready to tag him. Yep, that's so what... I mean, if a deal doesn't get done, they they're going to tag him. I, and and that's unfortunate because he's a guy that I kind of was looking at for the Bears. Uh, I did think the price tag was going to be a little hefty, so maybe it's a saving grace because I thought they were going to have to overpay quite significantly to get him. So I think he stays put. Makes Allen Robinson. Amari Cooper, if he gets cut, way more valuable. Christian Kirk, you know, you take Mike Williams off yeah. the board. Um, uh, yeah, that, that news broke that he's likely getting tagged. Uh, Allen Robinson uh, is not expect Allen Robinson back with the Bears. You can speak to this. No, uh, no. Yeah, yeah. So no, where, where does he end up, do you think? 
That's a great question. Uh, maybe Baltimore. I thought I thought Allen Robinson was a Baltimore candidate last year, but before they tagged him, I, I think that's a place where I think he would fit well. Um, I think he would be useful there because you have a guy that takes the top off with Hollywood, but I think Hollywood's a one-trick pony. You have one of the best pass catchers in the league, wide receiver or tight end, and Mark Andrews. I think he's he had such a great – one of the most underrated seasons this year, Mark Andrews, was such an animal this year. He's a monster. Um, I just think that Allen would fit in well there. So I think maybe someplace like that. Uh, maybe the Jets, that was another landing spot destination potentially a year ago that they kept talking about. Maybe the Jets. Um, but again, I think because of the name, you're going to have to pay a little bit for Allen Robinson, yeah. even if you don't think that he's worth it. But the name itself. Um, and you know what? I would not be shocked. He's still on the younger side. If he goes wherever he goes and he has a very productive year, I would not be surprised. I say Jets or Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay could want to bring okay. him in to fill in uh, Godwin's uh, void. This guy looks like he's getting a, a contract extension or uh, re-signing uh, a new contract because uh, this man right here, Amari Cooper, is very, very likely almost a lock to either be released or traded. Uh, so we'll assume Gallup stays. Where's Amari Cooper playing in 2022? I'll say this. I'll say... Chargers would be an, an awfully good spot. Um, yeah, a lot of Bears fans talking about they want Amari Cooper. going to be too expensive probably. Again, it's going to be a money game for them. Money's tight. Um, unless you can get him on the cheap, which I, I don't know if that's going to happen. So uh, who did you say, Smitty? Well, uh, the Chargers? I don't, I, man, I, the Chargers got so many. With, with, with Mike Williams being franchise, if he's franchise tag, that kind of makes it less likely. But I, I still think yeah. that I would rather see Amari Cooper go than Mike Williams uh, to the Chargers. I think that'd be great for for Herbert. Um, if, if, you, know who needs a, you know who needs a wide out? Who? Cleveland. Yeah, that'd be a, that, wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be a good spot for him, though. I mean, he's not no, gonna, it wouldn't because I, yeah. I hate Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield yeah. is is I, I don't like him at all. But I'm just saying Cleveland yeah. is in desperate because Jarvis is hey, gone. I hey, think Jarvis is gone. Jacksonville, Amari Cooper in Jacksonville because yeah, 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 that could work. Yeah, because because Trevor Lawrence needs a weapon. Yeah, he does. I think that could work. Okay, that that's it. Bear down. We got through QBs and wide receivers. It took an hour and and uh, and almost forty minutes. That's how we do it on the show. Go follow my boy Bear Down Cuz on Instagram. Bear Down Cuz, right in front of your face, right there. Uh, appreciate you being here. Thanks for Ryan, Ryan Hollins for showing up. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Great time as always. Thanks for having me. Later, pal. Bye, bye. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna wrap things up here real quickly. Uh, I'll close this sucker down here. Gotta quit the zoom app here and let's get to the closing i don't know closing statements um thoughts emotions what what uh the the aggression bear down brings it out of me when we talk about aaron Rodgers. uh kind of kidding bear down if you're still watching um i i, I personally think aaron Rodgers. Is, is We're going to hear something really soon. I believe it's Tuesday is what everybody's thinking. We're going to hear Tuesday what's going on. 50-50. 50-50. I think 50% chance this man does end up uh, uh, returning to the Green Bay Packers. 50%. He's on another team. It's I go back and forth. Like Even on this show, I've been bouncing around. Like I'm thinking Tennessee's the best landing spot. No, wait. No, it's not. I think it's Pittsburgh. It'll be Pittsburgh. It'll be Tennessee. They're all really good. 
they're picked for a reason. These three landing spots have been identified for a reason because you can picture Aaron Rodgers winning a at least a, a NFC or AFC champ or AFC championship with the three teams. You can picture him winning an AFC championship with any of these teams, with the Steelers, with the Broncos, with the Titans. He could win a championship with any one of these three teams. And I, I would go for as far as to say I think he's got a better shot winning a championship with at least two of these three teams than he does with the Green Bay Packers. I, I don't believe the Green Bay Packers have set up Aaron Rodgers for success. I believe this man is is telling them what he wants and what he needs, and they continue to ignore it. I believe that a quarterback of his stature with his tenure should be able to demand what he wants. He's earned that. And I don't think that's dramatic. I don't think that's a drama queen. I don't think that's selfish. I think this man deserves to have a bunch of say. And I believe that the drafting of Jordan Love without talking to him first was a complete punch to the gut. And and I know we had a little bit of disagreement on the show tonight about that. Bear Down didn't quite agree with that. Um, Ryan did. It sounded like Ryan Ryan almost mirrored my Aaron Rodgers uh, entire argument. Uh, we were we were we were step in step tonight. Um, Hollins and I can go at it on IG, but we were step in step uh, for it all night. Uh, Terry Roberts with the the super chat. Uh, there was a super chat at the beginning of the show, and I think I forgot to mention it. Mark, are you still here? Mark Cleveland, thank you for the super chat, young man. Terry dropping a ten spot. Mark Cleveland dropping a ten spot. Appreciate you guys doing that and coming in the building. Um, hit the thumbs up on your way out the door. Leave a comment once the video ends. It helps my my uh, the video algorithm and everything. And it also allows me to communicate with you and answer some of the questions I may not have got to. And I answer every single question within the first 12 to 24 hours of a new video dropping. So this video right here, I will answer every question for the next 12 to 24 hours. Appreciate you all being here. Subscribe if you're new. Hit the thumbs up on your way out the door. I will see you all later. Thank you for joining me.